for all that they do, which was so beautifully illustrated in what we just watched. Just everything they do. And that was just a small portion. And they could go on and on and on. But I pray that they would be encouraged today in their role of discipling their children. It's, it's hard work. I pray that we would encourage them. That we would uh, help them. That we would pray for them. That we would uh, value them. Thanks for moms. In Christ's name, amen. As I was <clears throat> thinking about uh, what I would teach on today, I said I could encourage moms and talk about biblical principles and how to be a mom. But I said, oh, I'll give them a break. <laughs> I think the more important issue is how can we support moms? How can dads support their wives? How can kids make their moms' lives easier? Uh, how can we support other moms in our lives? I know that, uh, of course, this is a, supposed to be a wonderful day, but at the same time, it can be very challenging. Uh, you could be a person, a woman, who would like to be a mom, but for whatever reason, that hasn't happened. And so this makes this day more difficult. Or possibly uh, you are a mom and uh, you have had miscarriages. Uh, you even lost a child after birth. and That brings back a lot of memories. Or maybe you're a mom and you're going through a tough time right now with your 2-year-old or your 12-year-old or your 52-year-old. <laughs> yeah, Maybe it's a difficult day for you. Or maybe you as a person are struggling because maybe you lost your mom in the last several years. And a lot of memories come back of who your mom was and how she touched your life. Or on the other end of things, maybe you had a very difficult relationship with your mom. And maybe you do have a difficult relationship with your mom. Uh, moms are not perfect, right? And, and we're not perfect either. Uh, so a lot of things can happen. I just want to encourage you, if you're at that place today, that you would just spend some time today with God. And pour out your heart to Him. Tell Him how you're feeling. Ask Him to comfort you. And I also would encourage you to tell somebody. To talk to your spouse. To talk to a friend. Let them know how you're feeling about Mother's Day. That's very therapeutic, and that's what God desires you uh, to do. Today we're focusing on how to treat a mom. And I'm going to give you a lot of different things that we can put into practice that are found in Scripture. The first thing is moms need prayer. Moms need prayer. <laughs> Being a mom, as we just saw, is one of the most, is the most consuming job. I don't know if anybody saw that internet video where the person comes in for the job interview. It's for a mom. You don't get any pay, you know. <laughs> no vacations, and the list goes on and on. It is the hardest job on earth, no doubt. It drains you physically, emotionally, spiritually. Uh, it really is overwhelming. And that's why we need to pray for the moms in our lives. And, and if you are a, a husband, 
Uh, if you're a child, you need to pray daily for your mom. How do we pray? Well, one area is uh, wisdom, James 1.5. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given to him. When I think about all the things that a mom manages when I think about all the decisions she has to make on a daily basis and the fights that she needs to break up and the questions that she needs to answer, moms need wisdom. In fact, I want to encourage all of you at this time uh, to take out this particular insert. It's a heavier card stock, and this is the notes for today. But this is going to be something that I'm going to encourage you to use as you go throughout this next week and in uh, to the future. So uh, I would encourage you to fill uh, this in. So moms need prayer. And then I would like you to list some prayer requests. So take some time right now to list some prayer requests for moms. You can start out with wisdom. <laughs> you can next go to physical energy. Uh, you can next go to uh, the fact that uh, they would walk closely uh, with Jesus. And then maybe there's a particular issue going on in their lives. You can put that down. And, of course, there are so many different ways. But then you make a priority to pray for that mom every day. Another thing is that, that moms uh, need to pray. Moms need to pray. So you need to pray that your mom would pray or that your wife would pray. Uh, because moms are amazing. I think of my wife, Lori. And she is wired so differently than myself. As a mom, I mean, she thinks about our kids constantly. She thinks about what they're going through. She says, oh, you know, this child has a test today. And so many times she comes to me burdened about our children. Much more than I'm burdened. I'm burdened, but not to the degree that she is. And so I, I pray for her, and she disciples me. She's really taught me how to love our children in a much deeper way over the years that we've walked uh, together in marriage. And I just, uh, I just am amazed at her selflessness. There's something about moms is that they just continue to help us, uh, to encourage us. Uh, we're number one on their priority list. And many times that's not the case in our relationship uh, with them. And that's why I just really believe in the traditional view that's found in Scripture of the family. You need a mom. You need a dad. They're not interchangeable. Okay? God created a mom and dad for a reason in parenting uh, children. Now, certainly, uh, I pray for single moms and the challenges that they face. If you're a single mom here today, oh, uh, God bless you. God bless you. And everything that you have to work with and all the challenges uh, that you have. It's so important, of course, as you know, to have a support group around you of people. And you certainly can find that here at Springbrook. But uh, it's so important for moms to pray because moms are so full of compassion, they have a tendency to be anxious because they're thinking about all the things that could go wrong with their children. Even, I mean, till the day they die, they're thinking about that. They never lose that. They're always worried and and they're always overwhelmed. And that's why uh, we need to remind our moms of Psalm 62.8. Trust in Him at all times, O people. Pour out your heart before Him. 
God is a refuge for us. We need to encourage our moms to trust in the Lord. When your wife comes to you uh, with a burden, men, you need to pray with her. And you need to encourage her to pray. And say, honey, every time this comes up in your life, turn to the Lord in prayer. Trust in Him. This past Friday, uh, my son Brian, who's 23 years old, he's been bugging us for the last month to see Frozen. And uh, <laughs> go figure. Yeah, go figure. I said, son, it's a kid's movie. It's a, it's a chick flick, all right? And finally, okay, let's just get this off the table. And so we watched Frozen. Uh, together. And I'm sorry, but I was disappointed. I mean, I'd heard all this hype about Frozen and, and the sales and the reviews, and I said, uh, this is no classic. <laughs> this is no Toy Story. This is no Shrek. Uh, this is, is not what I'm used to. Uh, and uh, this is my personal opinion. <laughs> I mean, great music. The music was wonderful. But uh, I, I think about if you go to the next slide here, uh, and then go to the next one. Uh, this sidekick, I, I felt like kicking him out of the movie. He wasn't even worthy of being a sidekick. I mean, all the great sidekicks in Disney Flex. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just need to speak my mind. Okay? I just saw it. I have to vent here. Okay? I mean, it was, it was a good movie. It really was. It was a good movie for what it was. Uh, but still uh, not a, a classic. Uh, and it's interesting, in one of the songs uh, called Fixer Upper, see some of the lyrics here, uh, the trolls. Now, I like the trolls a lot. In fact, that was my favorite part of the movie, was the trolls. They were so animated, and they should have had more. I think the sequel should be centered around the trolls. But at the same time, <laughs> they're singing, and they say, that's what it's all about. Father, sister, brother, we need each other to raise up and round us out. Now, that's true. Then we go to the next uh, part. Everyone's a bit of a fixer-upper. But when push comes to shove, the only fixer-upper that can fix up a fixer-upper is true, true, true love. Well, that's a nice sentiment, but it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Friends, we, if we're going to compare ourselves to a house, we're not a fixer-upper. We're condemned. <laughs> There's tape on the door. Do not enter before we become a, a follower of Jesus Christ. If a person doesn't know Jesus, if they haven't, again, repented of their sins and asked Jesus Christ to be their Savior, uh, you're living in a condemned house. And, and, and everybody lives in a condemned house until they come to Jesus. And the reason I bring this up is because if we are going to live in healthy family relationships. If we're going to support our moms, we need Jesus. In fact, we read in uh, Acts 2.38, And Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized. Repent. That means to turn around, to agree with God that you're a sinner and that you need Jesus. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. That's what He wants to give you. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. You receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So when one comes into relationship with Jesus, realizing that you can't earn it, it's just a gift. What happens is the Holy Spirit comes within you, and the Holy Spirit is the energizer. He gives you the supernatural 
supernatural power to do the things we're talking about today. And that's why I would encourage you, if, if you if you don't have this type of relationship that we're talking about, if you don't have a sense of closeness to Jesus, we would love to talk to you and encourage you in any way possible. And that's what mom needs in the family, and that's what everybody else needs in the family. Uh, we need Jesus Christ to come down and transform our lives. All right, so moms need prayer. The second thing is moms need appreciation. Moms need appreciation. Again, it is such a significant job. We've talked a lot about discipleship recently here at Springbrook. Discipleship is teaching, modeling, helping another person to become more like Jesus Christ after they've been transformed uh, by Jesus Christ. So moms, uh, you have the most important job in the world. Jesus Christ said, this is what you're supposed to be doing. And you can give your time uh, to that. Uh, you give a lot of time to that. If you're working full time, you give even more time. Because you still have to be a mom and do all those things. And it can be very challenging. But friends, it is your most important job on earth. It's the only job that has eternal ramifications. Okay? Uh, we're talking about eternity here. Uh, so uh, it's an important job. Now, we look in... Uh, Ephesians 6, 2, uh, it's quoting the, one of the Ten Commandments. Honor your father and mother. Honor your father and mother. One of the big ten. And so Paul's writing, encouraging children to honor their father and mother. And depression is very common among women today, unfortunately. And the number one cause of depression is a low self-esteem. And I believe that many women have a low self-esteem because they are not validated. They are not encouraged. Uh, they are not thanked for their job of being a mom. Now, of course, Mother's Day is good, right? We, we pull out all the stops, and, then, and that's great to have Mother's Day. But we need to grow in having regular practices of encouraging her in what she's doing. I mean, if you're a student, you get feedback, you get grades. If you're an employee, you get feedback. Uh, but many times, moms only get negative feedback. Moms only hear from their families when things aren't going right, when the laundry isn't done, when the food isn't on the table. Well, friends, we need uh, to take a step forward here and encourage our moms. And I, I want to talk to you dads here uh, today today. Uh, this is your responsibility, to lead your family in this way. Ephesians 5.25 says, Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. How are we to love our wives? With our very lives. <laughs> willing to die for them. So if we should be willing to die for them, should we have a good attitude about taking out the trash? I think so. Right? Uh, friends, we need to ask the power. We need to ask for the power of God to love our wives as Christ loved the church. And also, I, I firmly believe that men are the leaders of the home. In fact, in the qualifications for an elder or leader in the church, First Timothy three four, we read, "He must manage his own household well, with all dignity, keeping his children." Submissive. So, dads, that, 
That's your job description. You need to manage your household uh, with all dignity and your, to teach your children how uh, to obey. I want to take another step here in helping you guys because I, I know it's tough. I, I know that we feel inadequate so many times uh, to lead. Uh, so we want to encourage you. We want to encourage you to disciple in your family. So we're going to have our ushers come forward at this time. And uh, what we want to do is I, I want each family to take enough of these cards. It's the same insert uh, that you find uh, in your program. But take enough for your family so you can have a family discussion around what we're talking about today. Okay, so the ushers are coming forward. They're going to pass uh, these out. And so they'll just pass them down the row and just take enough uh, for your family. Those kids who can talk and engage. <laughs> so if you have five people in your family, whatever the case might be, take enough for your family. Because my desire is that you, dads, uh, would sit down uh, with your family sometime uh, this week and discuss this to talk about what we've done here and to talk about uh, these different areas so that you can lead your family in honoring uh, their mother. And I think that it can be a very helpful tool. And I know sometimes it's, it's challenging to lead a family as a dad, and uh, many dads don't know how to do it. Well, here I'm giving you a practical tool in helping you lead your family. And so, again, the idea is you take enough of your family. For whatever reason, you don't get enough. They'll be uh, at the doors. Uh, you can pick up more copies. But we're going to work through this. But ultimately, the goal is that you dads would have a meeting uh, with maybe first your kids uh, to talk about these things. And my message will be on podcast, uh, I think, uh, sometime tomorrow. And so if you want to re-listen to it, that would be helpful to you. Uh, but also uh, then eventually to sit down with mom and ask her opinion. <laughs> you know, Ask her these questions. I know that really is intimidating for some of you, but I just want to challenge you and encourage you in being a dad. Being a dad is a tough job. We'll talk about that <laughs> next month. Uh, but this is a practical tool. And, and if you're a single mom, I, I would encourage you to bring in a family friend uh, to process through this uh, with your kids. Because you need an outsider, somebody who loves and cares for you. And, and you have them listen to this message. And, and they can help you. You need a third party, one might say. Okay, They're always hearing you. They need somebody else to come in and talk about the dynamics in your family and how you can best uh, be supported. All right. Well, I appreciate that so much. And I, I really encourage you uh, to do that. So. Uh, we want to encourage and affirm our moms. First Thessalonians 5.11 says, Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up, just as you are doing. So dads, we want to appreciate our wives as moms, and we want to lead our children in appreciating them. And you just have to get into the habit of it. At our marriage retreat uh, last year, uh, David Howey was talking about the fact that every day you should share with your spouse something you appreciate about them. Every day. Now, if that's the only thing you take away, that's a good thing to take away in encouraging the mom in your life. Uh, and I don't care how you do it, guys. You know, put it in your, uh, uh, your smartphone. You know, uh, put it in whatever organizational system uh, you have. And check it off every day. Send her an email. Uh, 
Uh, there's a lot of different ways, of course, to encourage uh, your wife and to affirm her, send her cards or flowers or just cold, hard cash. <laughs> she needs a break. You know, give her a night off. Send her somewhere where she can hang out with friends or maybe just to a hotel where she can sit alone. <laughs> Be away from any type of interruption. All right. And again, uh, the best way to encourage her is to ask her, how can I encourage you? What encourages you? What helps you feel better about being a mom? All right? So moms need appreciation. The third thing is mom needs servants. <laughs> Preferably paid servants, but uh, that's usually not in the budget. Uh, but you already have the servants you need in the family. Uh, you just need to get them active. <laughs> As Christ followers, uh, we are servants. Mark 10:45. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Jesus Christ lived a life of service. And we all struggle with this because we're all selfish and we all want to do our own thing. Philippians 2, 3 speaks of this. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. So that's what a mom many times naturally does. But others of us struggle with it a little more in terms of putting other people in the family uh, before ourselves. For example, let's say that uh, I'll be a mom for a second here, and I'll be talking to uh, a child, and I'll say, hey, could you go out into the yard and pick up the dog turds? It's like a minefield out there now that all the snow uh, has melted. Can you do that for me? I'm the child. What? You want, you want me to go pick up that stuff? Oh, come on. You know how much I hate that. Well, tell me, what have the other, well, what have my brothers and sisters done this week? I mean, I mean, Jimmy should do it. Jimmy hasn't done anything around this house. You've got to be kidding me. Mom, you don't realize how stressful my life is. You don't realize how many things that I've got going on in my mind. I just can't get out there and do that type of thing because I've got too much to do. But what's on your agenda for today? Oh, I, I mean, I'm really tired, first of all. <laughs> I, I need a nap, Mom. You know, you know how I need my sleep and... You know, there's a video game. I'm right in the middle of it. I, I've got to do some time with that. And, uh, you know, I've got to hang out with friends tonight. I'm just way too busy to do that. <laughs> Sound familiar at all? <laughs> all right. Now let's do this again. <laughs> this is the way it can happen when the Spirit is empowering you. All right. So mom says, hey, could you go out and pick, out the, pick up the dog turds out there? It's like a minefield out there. Not all the snow has melted. Mom, you know I don't like to do that. But I will for you. Now, friends... That takes the Spirit of God, right? That, I'm talking about myself when Lori asked me to do things. 
I need more of the Spirit of God. I'm still growing. I, I got a long way to go in terms of serving her and cherishing her uh, the way uh, that I should. But friends, that's what families struggle with on a daily basis. It's selfishness versus the needs of the family. It's trying to explain to your children, hey, listen, you're a member of this family. You, we're all together on this. And they just kind of think it's all about them. Well, friends, that's, that's molding, that's discipling a child and helping them to realize it's not all about you. You're part of a family. You need to serve. You need to give. You need to love. And it's a process of discipleship. But again, dads, and, and listen, dads, I'm not picking on you here. I'm, I'm talking to myself here. Okay? I need to do a better job at this as well. Is that I need to serve my wife better. I mean, I've got all kinds of things on my mind, and I, it's quick for me to say, oh, you don't realize how stressed I am, <laughs> all the things I have going on at work, and, and my wife suffers because of it. It's kind of like we've got moms in a box, and she's got a bunch of jobs, and those are her jobs. Oh, that's mom's job. That's mom's job. And then we get mad at her when she doesn't do the job perfectly. You know, where's my pants? Where, I need my pants. Come on. I, I, I told you to wash those pants. I tell you, I, I am just so impressed that moms don't rip us apart. <laughs> I would not be a good mother. <laughs> I would not be a good mother. <laughs> how, do you serve your, how do you serve your mother? Uh, well, you know, one of my sons like, likes to show Walking Dead. Anybody a Walking Dead uh, fan out there? Well, it's all about zombies, all right? What do zombies do? You know, they new creative ways to kill a zombie and make it more bloody. And what's the one thing they want? They want food, right? They want food. They want to eat other people. That's all they're concerned about. And I tell you what, a lot of the times we're acting like a bunch of zombies. Dads, children, everybody, we're zombies. Food, food, my needs. Help me meet my needs. And, And the question is, how do you serve your mother? Well, you open your eyes. Open your eyes to the surrounding around you. Look at the clothes on the floor. Look at the state of the kitchen. Look at the bathroom. Look deep within the bathroom. And don't say, well, what's the deal with mom? Why isn't she keeping up? No, 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 no. All those are opportunities for you to show her love and and to grow in, in, in being more selfless. This is something we all need to work on, is to help mom out. I mean, bottom line, if you feel like your family is so together and, and you're treating your mom properly, and, and she doesn't, the work is you know, equally across the board. Come and talk with me. And I'm going to rejoice with you. <laughs> because I would say that uh, in the majority of families, the mom is working way too hard. And we as dads, I'm talking to myself here, we, as ne- we need to take the leadership. The kids are not going to take the leadership, guys. They're not going to have an epiphany one day. You know, mom does so much. 
And, and I'm going to take some time to talk to my brothers and sisters, and we've got to help mom out. And uh, no. But dads, it's you. It's all about you guys. And you just need to take the leadership and say, hey, things are changing around here, and we're going to help mom out. And we're going to love her, and we're going to appreciate her, and all that kind of stuff. All right. Uh, the next thing is that moms need communication. Moms need communication. Ephesians 4.29, Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up as it fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. Now, let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths. Now, that's a problem in every family. Complaining, whining, uh, saying disrespectful things to your mother. And dads, this is where you need to lead again. You do not let your children talk disrespectfully to their moms. I call my kids out immediately. Or when Lori says, say something! <laughs> you know, I'm sitting there on my computer and something's going on. Would you say something? And, oh, what should I say? <laughs> So sometimes she does have to prompt me. But the point is, when I hear disrespectful talk, I say, you do not talk that way to your mother. You do not use that language toward your mother. You just don't do that. It, it, it's a no-go. I mean, there are certain things you do not do in this house, and that is one of them. Certainly, you know, moms aren't perfect, and you got to work through conflict, but you got to know when kids cross a line. And you got to call them on it. And it's not the mom's responsibility to call them. <laughs> you know, the mom's responsibility is to tell the dad, hey, my kid, uh, your kids are disrespecting me. And then the dad needs to stand up and say, stop it. That's sinful. That's wrong. You will not treat your mother that way. I know it's hard to do, but guys, we've got to protect our wives. We've got to support and encourage them in being the moms that God desires them uh, to be. Now, on the other side of things, we need to talk uh, to our mothers. Uh, many, many of us are one-word wonders. How was your day? Fine. Fine. In fact, there's four words that's necessary to live in a home. For some people, fine, yes, no, food. <laughs> fine, yes, no, food. Sometimes kids live like that. <laughs> Sometimes men live like that. See, here's the things about, things about moms. They love you so much. They're, they're so concerned about you. And the one thing they want to hear about is your life. They want to hear about what's going on in your heart. They want to hear about how your day went. Now, I, I, I've gotten better this over the years, uh, but I can remember when I came home and I, I don't feel like talking about my day. I lived through it once. <laughs> I lived through it again. <laughs> You know, and I'm tired and, and I had all kinds of excuses why I didn't want to share with Lori about my day. But now I know that's what she loves more than anything is me talking 
about myself, and I'll, I'll just say, now, what about you? Let, let's, no, I want to talk. No, no, I mean, are you okay if I heard everything I need to hear from you? No, no, I just want, I want to hear from you. And so I try to make a practice uh, at lunch to call her and update her on uh, what's going on that day, because I know many times I'll forget. I've gone to the extent of writing things down uh, in terms of what things I need to remember to tell her about that she'd want to know about, but I'll forget or don't think are important. I mean, you need to work at it. But dads, you need to model this for your children. Uh, you need to talk to your wives. You, whatever they want to know or talk about, you just talk to them. Talk to them. Talk to them. And you, I know there's a teens in here, junior high and senior high. Uh, I know you're going through a stage in your life, but talk to your moms. Say more than fine. Say more than yes or no. They do so much for you. They love you so much. Can't you just stop and say more than you usually say? Wouldn't that just blow them away? You know, if you went home and said, hey, Mom, let's sit down and talk. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> and again, ask God for the power to change your habits. We all have patterns, right? We all have normal ways of communicating with each other. And the problem is, is that many times they're negative. And we really just need to work at uh, uh, letting our moms know what's going on in our hearts and lives. And finally, uh, moms need a church family. Hebrews 10, 24 and 25. And let us consider how to stir up one another toward love and good deeds, not neglecting to meet together as in some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. Do we have Hebrews 10, 24 up there? There we go. All right. Um, so, this is so critical. Uh, this is about being fully engaged in a church family. We talked a lot about that recently. That's discipleship, being fully engaged. That's the way God designed the church. He designed it so that believers would be fully engaged in order that they might be stir, stirring up one another toward love and good deeds, encouraging one another, uh, challenging each other in different areas of their life, not neglecting to meet together in the ha- as is a habit of some, but encouraging one another. We all need encouragement. Moms need encouragement. And dads, I tell you what, one of the key things you can do to encourage your wife is to make sure that you and your entire family are here at church every Sunday. Now, there's vacations, things of that nature, but uh, you need to be fully engaged. Uh, in a church family, because it's most, one of the most wonderful things uh, you can do uh, for your mother. We had our Awana picnic uh, this past week. I appreciate all of our Awana leaders, and uh, my wife was the Awana commander. Yeah, Commandant. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was sharing with the kids. Yeah, I brought like four kids up, and I, I was asking about different things they're involved in. Brought up one kid who loves school, that she preferred school over home. I said, you need to see a psychologist. No, no, just joking, just joking. <laughs> no. But the point is, is that she just loves school. It's just wonderful, okay? The second thing I brought up, somebody who was into sports. Oh, I love basketball. And uh, the another person I brought up was into theater. Oh, I love uh, theater, that kind of thing. And uh, you know, those are all wonderful things. They really are. But as you know, I have a real concern about families, and that they're putting all those things 
in a priority over being part of a church family. We've got so much going on here. Sunday mornings and, and Awana and, and youth group. And really, that's, that's really quite the minimum. When I was going to church, I, I grew up at Temple Baptist Church in Rockville, Illinois. I was at church all the time. I was at church on Sunday morning at 4 o'clock. Uh, we had choir practice uh, with our youth group at 6 o'clock. We had Sunday night service, and we'd go out after Sunday night service. Uh, and sometimes we'd have youth group after Sunday night. Uh, Wednesday night, uh, we had brigade, which is something similar uh, to Awana. But I grew up at church. And I tell you what, it's the most beautiful gift my parents ever gave me. And I know that my mom was so encouraged by uh, our involvement in church. And she loved Jesus Christ. She wrote songs to the glory of Jesus Christ. Over a hundred songs published that were sung by choirs around the nation. Uh, And dads, your wife needs a church family. Your wife needs a small group. And you need to encourage her. And you say, wait, wait a second. I'm not... (laughs) You have to realize she's so much more spiritually mature than I am. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Just making church a priority doesn't take, you know, (laughs) a lot of of knowledge, right? You just say, we're going to be there. The kids are going to be there. And uh, I know how it changed my life. I know how it changed so many other lives. And uh, we're here to help you. We're here to help you disciple your kids. We're, help, we're here to help to encourage you. We just had our men's breakfast uh, yesterday. and uh, Rich was talking about uh, how to live out your, your, uh, uh, your faith in the workplace. Men, we want to help you. We know it's challenging for you to lead your families and to live a godly life. And we know many of you feel inadequate. But we want to come alongside you. Your small groups and men's events and uh, times like this. And encourage you. So, I really want to challenge you men uh, to spend some time this week. Sit down with the family and, and go over uh, this particular insert and talk about it. And, and in your mind, come up with some goals. You're the leader. All right? Come up with some goals. You don't have to change everything at once. But, you know, ask your, ask your wife. What, what's the one area we really need to improve in here to love you and to care for you and to encourage you? And uh, you wives, you, you tell them honestly what it is. Let's pray together. Oh, Lord, thank you for moms. Thank you for how they love us and they guide us and they sacrifice for us. And I pray for those of us who have moms in our lives that we would see their modeling of what it means to live a selfless life and that we would follow their lead. And that we would serve them. That we would ask your spirit to empower us to do the things that we've talked about today. And Lord, yes, Mother's Day is a great day and we're giving them some great gifts. But Lord, I pray that uh, we would give them the gift of encouragement. We would give them the gift of prayer. That we would give them the gift of engagement in a church family. We love you, Lord. Christ's name. Amen.